Hashtag SAFMBTH. It's uh, 23 minutes after 4 o'clock. We're in conversation next with uh, Gregory Winks, Investor and Managing Director of uh, Trinary Media Group. So two U.S. businessmen are now pointing fingers at each other uh, following the failure of the Burner Boy concert that was scheduled to take place this past weekend. Gregory Wings, who was uh, the investor of the Burner Boy concert, has opened a case of fraud against uh, Sidote Noachukwu, with uh, whom he co-owns Trinary Media Group. He now joins us um, in studio, actually, to elaborate further on this. Gregory, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Bro. So what happened? So, um, one, yes, you got it correct. I am the investor uh, in the show. I came in after he lost his first investor. Uh, He's a friend of mine. I've known him for about 14 years. We've been really good friends. Yes, uh, me and Sidote have been really good friends for about five. Um, He came to me. My my background is construction. I'm not in entertainment at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have invested in entertainment, but I've never been this like into it, um, literally ever. Um, so I was willing to jump in for him. He needed uh, $1.6 million to keep the show going. Um, I jumped in, this is around uh, July. Uh, the show first came to me last March. Um, I sent him actually to a friend of mine um, who brought him his first investor. Uh, he was with a gentleman named Kenzo who um, Unfortunately, he robbed us all. Uh, I lost. Is this about, not Kenzo? Yes, uh, this guy Kenzo was the first guy to ever show up uh, in this circle, and they uh, unfortunately they uh, they robbed Mr. Mike Harris, owner of Defro Records, out of five hundred thousand um, dollars. They got me the first time out of about eighty five thousand. Um, I did not know that Sedote was involved in that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was just a guy who was a fraudster that just kind of got us all. Um, Sedote using my financials and my business history, um, he was able to get the contract switched over to his name and my name. And he came up with this name, Turnery Media Group, and he asked me to incorporate the business. Um, as again, like I said myself, I'm in construction. I'm in 19 states in the United States. We do 55 and a half million a year in construction. And we make our money one nail, one screw, one hammer at a time. Mm-hmm. So imagine how it feels to lose $1.6 million of my family's money, my business money, my children's money to a friend. Yeah. Um, in, fast, uh, in trying to fast forward through the, um, through the situation, uh, I had a great conversation um, with uh, Mr. Glenn from Glenn 21 Entertainment uh, end of July. Uh, and he was telling me that I'm stupid for investing in the show. Get out of it. It's not going to work. Um, I ended up calling up uh, Sedote to really talk to him about it, telling him I wanted out. Uh, he begged me to stay in just as a friend. And mm-hmm. for me, uh, the other side of me is I love helping black men. Um, if uh, if you know anything about me, you Google me, you'll know I, I served eight years and four days in federal prison. Uh, that was 18 years ago. Uh, I went to prison at 22 years old. Um, they're out saying that I committed fraud. It was actually money laundering. Um, I was doing real estate, and a buddy of mine who uh, was a local drug dealer wanted to get out of what he was doing. And he had a lot of money, and he was trying to invest. Mm-hmm. We would both put up money inside of a property together. Uh, I would sell the house. I would do the construction. I was also a realtor at the time. I would sell the property. He would get his money. I would get my money. One day he went to jail. 
And all of a sudden, they were knocking at my door, too, saying that I was laundering money for him. Yeah. Now, imagine me at 22 years old. I've never even had a speeding ticket in my life. Uh, I've been in trouble one time in my life 18 years ago, and it cost me a lot of uh, time, energy. They took $19.5 million from me. Uh, I came home j January 3rd, 2014, uh, and I had nothing. Uh, I went to work at a uh, HVAC and construction company, which now today I own. Um, I own 49% of the business. Um, it was a gentleman who gave me a chance. He saw me as a young kid that needed an opportunity, and he gave it to me, and I ran away with it. Um, so fast forwarding to, to here now, I only brought that up because if you didn't know me and we met today, you'd find out that I've been to prison. Yeah. Because I know people, when I leave them, they Google me. So yeah. I just get it out of the way. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you about it, but at least you brought it up. I get so it out of the yeah. way, my friend. Uh, because for me, it's something that I'm not ashamed of. Uh, I was a child. Uh, if 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 I told you that, um, hey, would it be fair if your 40-year-old child was being, um, was being looked at different for something he did 18 years ago, mm -hmm. you would probably say, tell those people to F off. Um, and so yeah. for me... I mean, anyone that could care about my past. When I came home from prison, I worked my butt off. I paid $8.5 million in restitution back to the government. I did my probation. I did everything you were supposed to do to graduate from prison, the prison system in the United States. If you know anything about it, my skin tone, yeah. unfortunately, we all touch the prison well, system Well, and now your sometimes. history is being used against you as well. Yes. Um, and what Sidota is doing is pointing to that history to corroborate his argument. Um, that you are actually the one who should be blamed for all of this. <laughs> um, yes. So I'll, I'll, I'll fast forward in the mm. story. So uh, Mr. Glenn, um, uh, God bless him for giving good information. He told us that, um, you know, you guys get paid towards the end of the month, 25th of the month. Uh, so I told Sadote, uh, beginning of August, we have to go to Johannesburg. Um, August 23rd, two days before the 25th. My my background in history is really sales. Yes, I'm in construction, but sales is my thing. Yeah. And I watched the sales of the show. Um, he jumped out there with sales. First two days, sold about 6,000 tickets, and he raised the price 30%. And he just stopped looking. Uh, and me, I'm moving on with my business. I just invested, and I'm just moving on. And then every couple of weeks, I'll ask him how things are going. He's telling me they sold 15,000 tickets, then they sold 25,000 tickets. And he's sending me reports that now today I know are fake. The last report I saw, supposedly we had sold 46,000 uh, tickets, mm -hmm. and you had really sold less than 10,000. Um, I didn't find that out until last week, Friday. So um, how many tickets were sold in total? Um, less than 10,000 tickets. Less. It was about, okay. about 12,000, but you had about <laughs> like 4,000 in comp tickets. Um, that, that, that had been uh, given out to the public. Um, so August 23rd, we come out here. I was supposed to be here for two days and two days only. I just came out here to look after my money. Mm -hmm. And I've now, today is the uh, 25th. I've been out here 33 days now. Um, and when I saw what was happening, I saw him on the TV. I saw him doing radio interviews. And I went and sat down with him and I said, buddy, we're not from this country. Nobody wants to hear from us on the radio. We need partners on the ground. We need to be talking to businesses. We need to be partnered with the people that are on the ground that know what they're doing. Um, I told my wife, who was also with me, I told her, listen, uh, I won't leave until I figure this out. Uh, I knew Sadote could not afford to stay here too long. Mm -hmm. He only lasted about six or seven days. I think he left on August the 30th. If you can think of 
this show from the time I heard about it in March of 2023 until the end of August. It was almost a ghost town. Nobody even knew Burner Boy was even coming. There was a lot of just innuendo around the show. All of a sudden, when he leaves and the guys, we all get together and we start pushing sales, marketing, what I do best. All of a sudden, you start hearing about the show in different places. You see Corex boards all over the place, billboards all over the place. Influencers are posting about it. You, have, you started to get some hype and it kind of got exciting. Um, and I'm a businessman that I do not believe that I will allow you to talk over my head. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. So I want to learn everything. So I started digging and started just looking at things. And last week, Wednesday, I can't think of the date right this moment. But last week, Wednesday, I was called by our production guy. His name is Sharif Baker. Uh, he called me and asked me to come to uh, the stadium for a walkthrough. So I go to the stadium for a walkthrough. And I'm sitting with him, uh, Mr. Birdie. Uh, Birdie's a great guy. with stadium management. Um, I believe his job title is CEO, president, one of mm-hmm. them, but he's over stadium management. So I sit and this down. is at FNB Stadium. Yes, sir, <clears throat> FNB Stadium. Uh, I sit down with him, and he pulls out his phone. I'm thinking I'm just coming to say hello, uh, you know, maybe catch up, because I've known Birdie now about maybe six or seven months um, that we have been talking kind of back and forth. Um, and so uh, he has a lot of respect for me. I have a lot of respect for him. And he sits down and he says, hey, uh, I've gotten word that uh, Sedote's looking for an investor. And he asked the premier's office to invest a million dollars. And I'm shook. I have no idea. The halting premier. Yes. Okay. I have no idea that this is happening. I'm like literally blindsided. Uh, he ended up uh, talking to a guy, I believe his first name is Matthew, something like that, uh, that he engaged to kind of go out and try to raise capital. Now, our deal was I put up $1.6 million. He was supposed to be paying Mike Harris his money back. He did not. He was supposed to be paying a bunch of suppliers and all these things, which he did not. I still, to this day, as I'm sitting here, I have no idea what he did with my $1.6 million. So uh, after I told him I had no idea, but I'll figure it out, then uh, Mr. Birdie tells me, Greg, do you know that none of the suppliers have been paid? And I'm at this point, I'm completely shocked. Um, because I paid directly for the, uh, for the stadium, which he's running around saying he paid the stadium. It came out of my bank account uh, directly to the stadium. So um, not the company's bank account? No. Uh, at that time, we were not in business together at that time. We had like Wait, a joint because, venture because agreement. Because in one of, the, one of the interviews that he had as part of uh, promoting this, um, uh, this, this, this tour, the yes. Burner Boy tour, he said that the company was co-founded in 2021. No. And you were also part of... No. co-founding the company back in 2021. Now, there's a lot of things that, um, unfortunately, uh, Mr. Sedote has told people, like um, that he has a nightclub in Atlanta called Halo. Yeah. It's been closed for over a year. Um, his his nightclub career, he has four failed nightclubs. He's never made any money at it. And if you ask him right now, uh, how do you have your nice house? How mm-hmm. do you have your two nice cars? He can't answer the question. Because what do you have to show for it? Your wife doesn't have a beauty salon. Uh, she doesn't work. You have four kids at home. How are you making your money? And I'll leave that to whoever's mm. imagination. But when did those questions um, arise for you? When did you realize that there is a problem here? Because with all of the information that you have now at your disposal, actually my colleague was even asking this a bit early on as well, is what due diligence was done by the investor? So I'll give you that uh, 
that answer. Okay. Can we just quickly go to the sports news quickly? Please, um, Let's quickly go to the sports news uh, with Duming Kapel, and then after that, we continue the conversation. We're also taking your calls on 086-000-2032. You can also drop me a voice note on 0614-104-107, and um, you can drop me an X at Aldrin Simpia. The only talk radio afternoon drive show that makes sense. Beyond the Headline with Aldrin Sempia, right here on SAFM. It is 19 minutes now before uh, 5 o'clock. We're still in conversation with uh, Gregory Wings, who is uh, the MD of uh, Tenery Media Group, which is the company that was behind the Bernaboy South African tour. It was supposed to have been on the 23rd of uh, September, past weekend, where Bernaboy was supposed to be performing at um, at the FNB Stadium, but of course that didn't happen. It has been cancelled, and there has been some reports around what's happening. There's been a statement that was issued um, by the company um, that one that its CEO um, had stolen 10 million from the company. The CEO has st- since left the country, He's left South Africa. This is, but a case has been opened against him. Uh, we joined uh, by Gregory Wings. Gregory, um, earlier on, I was asking about uh, due diligence, uh, considering this is 1.6 million dollars that we are speaking about here yes so um in my normal business practice if i would have done i'm actually ashamed if i would have done 30 minutes worth of research i would not have done the show but my friend my best friend i mean i'll be honest i mean sid was my best friend i have two uh harvey and sid and when he asked me to support him i just said okay man I'll, i'll i'll try you out and i asked him i said listen man Whatever happens, just don't let me lose my money. Um, he made a promise to me, so we moved forward. Um, in in speeding back up to uh, my day at the stadium, um, once I was told that the suppliers had not been paid, uh, I, had, I met a day before over the telephone because I was starting to do research, and I met uh, Mr. Brandon Duffers from uh, Ticket Pro. He's an awesome guy. He's a general manager. He's the head man in charge right underneath the board. And he had told me that at any moment he could pay the suppliers no matter what. Because I had like a whiff that suppliers weren't being paid. And so I, I contacted him to figure it out because what had happened over the past three and a half, almost four weeks, me and Sedote's relationship was breaking down. Um I allowed him, as you as you mentioned, um, the managing director of uh, you know Turnery. Mm. Both of our job titles were that. And I woke up one day and he changed the job title to CEO. And I remember asking him why. Now I understand why. But at the time, he told me because he's been working on it, trying to get the show off the ground for five years, and it was his dream. And for me, I'm like, hey man, go for it. But he understood that the only way he could do what he was doing is if his title was a CEO. Because if you put my business history on the table, including me going to prison, mm-hmm. and put his on the table, there's no way you'll believe he's a CEO of anything that has to do with me. So uh, he used that to his advantage. Uh, so that last Wednesday, um, I had Sharif take me to the suppliers. I actually did not know they were there. Um, I, I asked him who's here, what's the walkthrough. He says, oh, it's a couple suppliers. We're going to go inside of this auditorium and talk. I walked in a room, and there was 50 people there. And he introduces me, and he says, hey, guys, this is Greg from Turner Media Group, and everybody's going to get paid by Friday. And I'm, I'm like deer in the headlights, but I'm quick on my feet. So I tell everybody, I introduce myself, I make sure everybody knows this is not my industry, but if you're owed any money, 
get your bills over to Sharif and I'll take care of them on Friday because mm -hmm. Brandon told me he could take care of them. But when Brandon told me that he was in Paris, he didn't know what was at Ticket Pro or not. All he knew is that, yes, I can play the suppliers directly. Come see me. So Friday, uh, me and Sharif, we go to Ticket Pro together Friday morning. I have a flight to go to Durban at 12 o'clock. Uh, I'm there at 8.30 in the morning. Before I get there, Sadote tells me to give uh, this lady, her name is Helga uh, Kelzani, uh, the PR lady that he hired. He told me to get 5,000, no, I'm sorry, 6,000 value tickets from Ticket Pro. Um, I told Brandon, hey, could you have them delivered um, to the Michelangelo and Helga's assistant will pick them up because I had to go straight to the airport. Um, so I tell them that we start talking. Sharif hands me these bills that I still had never seen. And as I'm handing them to Brandon to let him see them, I see it's 10.5 million rands, $552,000 that is owed. And I'm like, wow, that's a lot. I did not think that that many people had not been paid. And so I could tell on Brandon's face something was wrong. So I asked Sharif to step out of the room. And Brandon tells me that, buddy, there's only 789,000 rand here for Turnery. I said, well, where's the rest of the money? He says, well, Sadote got four of the draws. I said, I know he told me he was getting money, but I didn't think it was that much. I thought he was just getting little amounts to pay a few suppliers here and there. The bulk of the suppliers were going to be to do the last week, uh, you know, before the show. And so... I asked him to bring me the documents. I needed to see every single draw, and I needed to see what bank account that money went inside of. We have a, a joint bank account together at Bank of America where I've been banking for like the last 10 or 11 years. Um, and so I get this information, and there's a region's bank account that has been open in the United States that is only in his name under Turnery Media Group. Um, and it's uh, in order for them to pay you, you have to get a bank letter. So the bank letter says, hey, you know, it's his account. He's the only one on it. Here's the account number. And this is where all the money goes into. Now my head is spinning, but I don't. He's still my friend at this moment. I have to give him an opportunity to explain this to me. So I don't say anything. I just say, OK, man, no problem. I'll see you guys later. And I go to Durban uh, for an activation at this uh, nightclub called Black. Uh, I left at 12 o'clock. Uh, Miss Helga was with me. Uh, one another guy that's on our team, Tabizo, uh, my head of security, Damon, was with us. Um, we go. We have a good time. We come back the next day. I call Sadote that night in the hotel in Durban, um, and I tell him, I say, buddy, what's going on with these payments to these suppliers? It's five hundred some thousand dollars. Where's the money? Oh no, man. This is him talking. Oh no, man. I wired the money yesterday. But OFAX, Office of Financial Asset Control, locked up the money and they said they would release it in 24 to 48 hours. Mm -hmm. This is when I knew he was lying because OFAX is an organization that locks up your money when they think that you're financing terrorism, fraud, or any of those types of things. And when they have your money, it's six months to a year before you see that money. So I know something is wrong, but I, I'm not quite sure. I just say, okay, take care of it, and I'll go to move on. I wake up Saturday morning and I see an email that he's wrote to Charles at Gearhouse telling Charles that he wired 552000 for all of the suppliers. He mentions, his, he mentions OFAX and then he attaches an uh, email from his banker at Regions Bank that says that OFAX has a wire transfer mm -hmm. that they're holding. I have almost photographic memory when it comes to numbers, not words, just numbers. And I notice at the end, it's 1128, this is wire sequence number. And instantly I said, where have I seen this before? 
And I recall three weeks prior him sending me a message that said OFAX locked up a wire transfer that he was supposed to be sending to the visa lady to do um, get all their visas done for Burner Boy and his team. I go back to that text message and I realize that that same 1128, it's a long number, but it ends in 1128. It's a wire sequence number. It was actually for only $2,970. And he doctored that email to send to Charles and the suppliers to tell them that, hey, the money's on its way. They just held up my money. Give me 24 to 48 hours. So at this point on Saturday, I know, you know what? I have to expose this. I don't want any parts of this. So I call Sharif when we get back to, uh, I was only in Durban for one night. I call Sharif, ask him to come see me on Sunday. He comes and sees me, and I have to just show him everything. I show him the money that was taken from Ticket Pro. I show him the money that I invested. I showed him the money of Mike Harris's that he stole. And I show him all the suppliers that are owed and all the banking documents. Uh, I ask Sharif, what do we do? Sharif goes back, he talks to uh, Birdie at the stadium, he talks to Charles, he talks to some of the suppliers, and it's decided that we're going to set him up on a telephone call to see if he's going to, uh, to keep this fraud going. And so Monday, we all get on a telephone call, and I know it was it was recorded, it was sent to you guys, and he just starts lying. There's four people on the phone, we all know he's lying, he doesn't know that we know that he's lying. So he tells us all, including me, he's lying to me right now. He's saying, guys, I just got off the phone with the bank mm. and they told me that 24 to 48 hours, but possibly by the end of the day, the money will be free. Bertie tells him you have till four o'clock today to pay or there is no show because obviously you have guys that need to work. Yeah. And there's no way they can prepare for the show on a Saturday. And it's already Monday and they've done no work for stage, sound, lights, pyro. They've done nothing at all. Uh, and me being in construction, I'm just listening and I'm saying, hey, when I look at the man hours and the time, there's no way this is going to happen. So we get back on the phone again, four o'clock. And he says, guys, great news. OFAX has released our money and I'm going to be sending wire transfer receipts to everybody by close of business today. I look at Tabizo, who is sitting next to me and I tell Tabizo, call Sid right now. Tell him do not send those wire transfers receipts. He's going to get arrested today. They're not playing with him. He's going too far. This is my love for my friend who is who's just stole my money and has screwed me. But I realized right then what the scheme was. So he's telling the suppliers that from the U.S. it takes five to seven days for a wire transfer to show up. Now, we all know this is a lie because when I paid the uh, F&B Stadium, I sent it from the, my Bank of America account. It showed up the same day. Mm -hmm. Birdie verified it. Yeah. And so what he's going to do is, is this is Monday. The show is Saturday. Five to seven days puts you in the following week. So he's hoping that they accept the wire transfer receipts. Everybody goes to work. He sells more tickets. He collects more money and he pays the suppliers and all is well. So what would have happened if if we didn't discover this? This is exactly what would have happened. The suppliers would have agreed to go ahead and move forward and the show would have went on. He would have stole my one point six million. He would have stole the four hundred and seventy seven thousand to Ticket Pro. And he would have told me, man, buddy, I'm sorry. We didn't make that much money. Uh, we only sold another million dollars in tickets. Mm -hmm. Here's your money. And I would have been sad. I lost six hundred thousand. But I would have said, all right, buddy, we'll make it back on the next show. Yeah. Um, and so the next morning we all decide to meet up at the stadium. This is Tuesday after we all know there's a scam. Uh, myself, Charles, Birdie um, and Sharif, we meet up at the stadium to try to decide because uh, truth. Uh, what people don't understand is Burner Boy's team was here. Christian from UTA was on the ground. Uh, his street team was here. Members of his band were here. I paid for their flights. I know they were here. And so they wanted to still do the show. 
Mm-hmm. I agreed to let's move forward in the show. But when they told us that there's is an impossibility the night before that we could not do the show because we ran out of time. Now we're trying to just figure out another date. And so when we get there, there is no date in January or, or, or February when he's available. The only date is December the 16th and he's in performing in the Bahamas. Now, at that moment, I tell everybody in the room, listen, my money is here at the stadium. It's my date. I want the date. I'll figure out what to do with the date, but I don't want to push this back a year and I don't want to lose my date. Yeah. And so uh, it's decided right then that December the 16th would belong to me. I paid for it, but I told everybody in the room uh, and it was a concurrent agreement that if Sadote was involved in anything, I'm out. Okay. so it's happening on the 16th of December. So there is a show. That's going to happen on the 16th of December. Is it going to be Burner Boy? It will not be Burner Boy on the 16th of December. No, sir. Okay. So people paid for Burner Boy. Yes. What's happening to their tickets? So um, I have been working closely with Brandon at Ticket Pro. When this happened, uh, I mean, they were with me uh, hook, line, and sinker. They were with me the whole way. Uh, they took me to the station to file the police report. Um, uh, one of uh, their investigators, I believe his name is David Williams, is who took me up there to file the police report. Um, and Brandon immediately processed refunds to all of the customers, immediately. There's not a single person that's owed okay. uh, for a ticket. So and what's happening? Who's performing on the 16th of December? So right now, uh, it's either going to be Chris Brown or it will be Rick Ross and Meek Mill. Uh, I'm, in, like, I'm in talks with both sides, uh, and we'll just figure it out from there. Uh, right now, I'm kind of trying to decide if I even still want to do December the 16th. Uh, I kind of have a really bad taste in my mouth, not for this place. I love this place. I actually put mm-hmm. a deposit on a house um, um, in Santon uh, here. I am going, this is going to be my second home. I came here. I love this business uh, because it gave me an opportunity to meet people that I would not have met. It would took me maybe a year or two yeah. to come here and meet. And I was excited to be able to come here and bring my construction knowledge and my construction business here because when I look at the rest of the world, uh, China, Russia, the United States, Europe, it's all overcrowded. The only place that has land to build is Africa. And to me, it's Africa's time. So mm-hmm. I was excited to do that. But in order for me to stay here, uh, it was decided for me, the only way I could do this is if I made everybody whole I stood here. I did not leave because as a business, uh, which I heard you earlier tell me that this business was started in 2021. This business was started on uh, May 19th of 2023 is when this business was was started. Um, And so I want to keep not only my business acumen intact. So I have paid Ticket Pro $477,000 that they paid their customers. Uh, I'm in negotiation with all the suppliers to fill out what their uh, incurred costs are mm-hmm. so they can be made whole. Uh, last week, uh, he's in a message with Christian at UTA, uh, Boss A. Burner's mom and these, this visa lady. They were holding her, um, the whole team, they were holding their passports because he had never paid for the visas. Remember this $2,970 that he says he sent? Mm-hmm. It never arrived. And now the visa lady is owed $5,000 and she says if if I don't get my money, I'm not releasing the passports. I also paid that money last week as well to release those passports so they can get their things going. And so for anybody, for me, if I say anybody mm-hmm. that has any doubts, I'm right here. I haven't left. I've been staying at the Michelangelo for a month. Everybody knows I'm there. Uh, my whole team has been here of Turner Media Group. Sodote has been in hiding since last Monday. I believe he's in Mozambique with his sister. 
He is not in the United States because I have people looking for him there. Uh, I I tried to put a block on his U.S. passport. I know he has a Nigerian passport. Uh, he will be picked up. The the case right now is with the High Crimes uh, Division uh, with Santon Police. Yeah. Um, and they're going to aggressively go after him. Ticket Pro will aggressively. So you haven't spoken to him since last week, Monday. I have not. The the most shocking thing about all of this, um, and and I'm wrapping up, is the six thousand ticket. So he tried to yeah. sully my name. Uh, he tried to use my past, which is literally irrelevant for who I am today. I even saw a thing in the paper where he says he tried to give me a chance. How do you try to give me a chance yeah, with my $1.6 million? I was trying to give you a second <laughs> chance. Give me a second chance in yeah. life. It's so funny. And so I was perplexed. So, about, so, so, so the 6,000 tickets, what happened there? Yes. So I was literally perplexed. I saw this news article that came out, which they have taken that news article down after they got all the real information. Uh, the other night, Friday night, I phoned Brandon from Ticket Pro. I actually text him on WhatsApp. And I said, buddy, are there 6,000 tickets really missing? Because I'm confused. You know I've never seen any tickets. Not even one ticket have I ever seen. Mm -hmm. And so he says, yeah, man, there's 6,000 tickets missing. And I said, not the tickets that Helga's assistant picked up on Friday. He the says, ones yeah. that you got before? Before I left and went to Durban. Yeah. Right? He said, yes, those tickets. And I'm like, buddy, Helga told my head of security she told me, she told Tabizo, she told Zandre, who's sitting here, that she dropped those tickets off last week on Tuesday, this past Tuesday. So I'm like, where are the tickets? So he starts texting this uh, young lady, a uh, very nice lady, a ticket pro named Mandy. And Mandy forwards us the messages from Helga to herself that tells her that she told us that she dropped off the tickets, but she'll drop them off later in the week. Then all of a sudden I realized that Helga, because I talked to these publications, she's the one that sent the information to them saying that I stole 6,000 tickets. She held the tickets for Sedote to be able to put out this article. So on Friday, I'm talking about a collective group of people are calling, texting, including Ticket Pro, saying return those tickets or you're going inside of the case and I'm going to sue you for everything that you got. She texts um, uh, Ticket Pro Friday night and says, I'm out of town at a wedding. When I get back Sunday, I'll drop off the tickets. I text her and told her she has until tomorrow to text those ticket backs or I will be knocking at her front door to pick them up. I got a message the next morning on Saturday when Ticket Pro is not even open at 8.01 a.m. that said that the tickets were dropped off by Helga herself at 7.30 in the morning to Ticket Pro's offices. Mm. Now, here's a lady who claims she was out of town. Yeah. Same as Sedote. And you didn't open up bank accounts. I, I've never. You, you've never opened I've never opened up, okay. up a bank account. <clears throat> okay. Just, just quickly in, in conclusion, um, so, so you paint this history about um, Sedote, who you still refer to as, as your best friend. I find it a bit strange that you'd invest so much money into a business of someone that you're right now saying that where does he get his money from? How does he take care of his four kids? How does he take care of his wife and all of the cars that he has? So, uh, in answering that question, um, if you if you really dig into who I am, you'll know that I've not only have done things for somebody like him, but I've done this for multiple black young men that are trying to be businessmen. Uh, at the end of the day, Sadote is a few years younger than me, but I look at him like a child in business because he has no business acumen. He has, uh, I mean, Jeez, a nightclub. But he's stolen one point six million dollars. So, from you, my friend, allegedly. my friend. The other night was screaming at me on the phone. He said to me, Greg, they, everybody calls me G. He says, G, you're one of the smartest people I know. How did you allow him to steal this money from you? 
Only a friend can do this to me. A stranger would never get away because I would have so many things in place. I have four uh, uh, CPAs and accountants that work for me. There was no way that this should have happened this way. I feel stupid. I live. I feel so stupid. I had to apologize to my business partner in the United States because I took that money from my business, my legitimate construction company. I took that and I invested with him. Yeah, but even then there would have been due diligence, especially if it comes from another company. So here's the due diligence. You have a contract. UTA is a $7 billion talent agency in the United States. When you have a contract with UTA, there is no question. It's UTA. There's a contract. You mm -hmm. call, you verify there's a contract. You call, you verify that you have a stadium. The stadium has been paid. Then all of a sudden you have these expenses. You have a budget, $3.2 million. Our deal was I put up 1.6 so that we can continue to move forward. And he was supposed to either have another investor or out of ticket sales have the rest of the money. That was our deal, 100%. And what happened at that moment when I wanted out of the show, I already have $200,000 invested in a stadium that I cannot get my money back. Yeah. There's nothing that I can do about that situation. So we decide to push forward. And at the end of the day, it's Burner Boy. I'm, I'm listening from that side of the world thinking this is like Beyonce. I'll be honest with you. When this show came to me, I didn't know who Burner Boy was. I had never no knew ways. who he was. I swear to no you. Ways, I had Greg. only no heard ways. Burner Boy's uh, music on the beach. You got to understand, but I'm from the U.S. But you say as big as Beyonce? No, listen, know. I found that out later. So you have to remember, in the U.S., we're, we're hip-hop guys. Yeah. We pop bottles in clubs, sparklers on hip-hop. You cannot play Afrobeats in a club in the United States. We don't hear that. You hear that music on the beach. That's what, when they first started playing his music for me, I was like, wow, that's him. Okay. I didn't know that. So that's, uh, I mean, that's the truth of it. Uh, call me stupid. Call me silly. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm a super strong businessman. I know exactly what I'm doing. But I got played by a friend. Okay. Uh, and right now, today, yes, he's not my friend anymore. He's not my best friend or none of those things. Okay. But it's true. I can show you the wire transfers where I sent him the money. Okay. Um, and he's not CEO, right? He's not, he, okay. he's not the CEO. Uh, that is uh, Gregory Wings. Thank you so much for your time. The MD of Tenere Media Group. Apologies, we're a bit late for the news.